Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help Ags improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie, class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie, class of 1998. Whoop! We got a little story for you, Ags. Sheena Parker is the founder of Foresight Industries, and she attended the Reynolds and Reynolds Entrepreneur Boot Camp for Veterans at Texas A&M. She's a veteran, she's an entrepreneur, and she has experienced the wild ride of fast growth, and she has the scars to prove it. When we recorded this interview, I had an emergency pop-up, so Chris, I want to thank you for stepping up and taking the lead on this one. No worries. It's a little bit out of my comfort zone, but that's all right. We made it work. All right, Ags, pass it back and listen up to Sheena as she shares some good bull. Well, howdy, Ags, and welcome to another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. This is Chris Hunter, and today I am going to be the host for this episode. Greg Martin, my co-host, was not able to make it for some unforeseen reasons, but uh, we're just going to push on as best as we can. We've got a really cool episode this time around with Sheena Parker with Foresight Industries, and she is a former entrepreneur's boot camp for veterans that's held by the McFerrin Center every year. She has gone through that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into this. So Sheena, one of the things that you learn at EBV is to provide an elevator pitch about yourself and your company. We would love to learn about you. So what is your elevator pitch, Sheena? Okay, Sheena Parker, my company is Foresight Industries, and we make buildings beautiful again by providing facility maintenance services, such as janitorial, floor repair, painting, drywall, pressure washing services, exclusively for government and uh, state agencies. Awesome. Awesome. Where are you located at, Sheena? Atlanta. Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hotlanta. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, the military instills certain skills that are required to fight and win our nation's wars, right? Many of these skills are also essential to success as an entrepreneur. And I know this because I am a former veteran as well. Yay. Uh, I'm Air Force, though. You're Army. You know, we won't hold it against you, you know, against each other on this, but uh, <laughs> not this time. No. <laughs> so tell me, what is the top skill that you learned and acquired while in the military that's proven invaluable as an entrepreneur? Well, one of the things that I thought I acquired was being able to manage people. Now, it, I definitely learned a lot of that in the military, especially since I'm a, a warrant officer. So because I'm oh, wow. still serving, I thought I was a superb supervisor. I can manage a thousand soldiers, but it's a lot different when you become a, a business owner and you're you're paying the money. You know, everything changes when you have to run payroll. So but it did prove as invaluable when I looked at some of my other leaders who were managing like me as a junior soldier and other soldiers that may have had issues. I think managing people is one of the biggest things. And then also the discipline of, you know, no complaints. If you're tired, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm part of the 4 a.m. club. So I do get up <laughs> every wow. morning. Ironically, wow. I didn't do that when I was active duty army. I hated it. But the fact that I know it can be done, it's humanly possible. I think that was a skill that I didn't know I learned that I, I put into practice now at the end of my service. Nice. So what started that? Why did you, you know, decide on 4 a.m.? 
You know, it's actually a really weird story that has nothing to do with the military. <laughs> um, That's fine. So when COVID happened, my sister is a nurse and she needed a babysitter. And so unlike my children, my kids get up late. Her kids get up early, like before sun, before roosters. They get up at like five in the morning. So the two weeks that I was watching them, I said, I have to get something done before these jokers get up and start demanding food. So 4 a.m. was really the only option. And I loved it because I don't think I was ever really a night owl. I would stay up late, but then it was so hard for me to recover. Um, I'm like, this is probably not right. So the 4 a.m. was the best option. I do stay up kind of late, but it's, you know, it's peaceful. I work out. I can get a lot of stuff done before anyone in any house really is awake. <laughs> love it. Love it. I remember, you know, even just going through boot camp where, where they just kept instilling in us that we get more done before 6 a.m. than anyone in the world. Right. So, so accurate. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So let me ask then, does your team have to do that too? Do they have to get up super early like that? (laughs) No. Well, they, they'll see some messages coming through our system, you know, from me at four in the morning. And I tell them, do not respond until you come on the clock. (laughs) Some of them do stay up late or get up early and they'll respond. And I'm like, I told you not to do that, but no, it's definitely not a requirement yet. Love it. Love it. You know, get up at four. Come on, guys. Where are you at? Come on, come on. Get it together. Get it together. Yes. Awesome. So as helpful as the military is in preparing you for personal and professional discipline, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship itself requires different set of skills than most of us are taught in the service. So as you think back on your entrepreneurial journey so far, what's been the biggest area of growth that you've had to learn besides getting up at 4 a.m.? I will say that because I was always entrepreneurial, you know, there's a lot of ambition that you need to have to be an entrepreneur. Like you have to know that you might not get paid for a long time. If sometimes ever, I mean, in relation to a steady paycheck and being okay with that, like when this is not fun, can I keep going? When I'm not getting paid, Can I keep going when I get fussed out or cussed out by a former or current employee? Can I keep going? What's my end goal? So I think it's just the ambition that I pretty much always had. And I've done various businesses since uh, I was entrepreneur since I was 12. So it's always kind of been there, but they were never at this scale. So I think just building on those hustles along the way prepared me to be an actual business owner, like at a different level. So basically, you know, mental toughness then, right? Because that's what it kind of sounds yeah. like there. Yeah, mental awesome. t- toughness, ambition. Because um, there, I still meet a lot of people who have businesses and they're not ambitious. I mean, they're comfortable yeah. with doing this one thing. And, that's, and that may be fine, but you definitely have to have the fortitude to continue when it's not, yeah. it's not sexy anymore, you know? Absolutely, yep. So adapt and overcome is the military version of hack, right? We're Aggie growth hacks. But in this episode, we are talking, you know, veteran to veteran here. Mm -hmm. What's been the biggest challenge that you faced in the past 12 months and how have you overcome or hacked it? The biggest or all of? (laughs) (laughs) I know that that you face challenges every single day. We all do as entrepreneurs. But what's been the biggest, the number one biggest challenge that you've had? Okay, so I'll be very specific. For my industry and specifically me doing government contracting, I started the business four years ago. So I think 
at one point I may have grown too fast. I wasn't prepared for, I was semi-prepared because I was still working in the field for the last couple of years, but just this year in particular, I had an influx of contracts that, you know, because when you're bidding, you're bidding, 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 not sure if you're ever going to get anything. And then there were nine months where I didn't win anything. And then there was one week where I won six. So there's really no way to measure. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're just bidding. And then, boom, I got I have all these contracts and I'm running literally running in circles. So (laughs) I would say that the the challenge that I had was figuring out how to expand with um, there was no flexibility. It wasn't like I could say, hey, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do I don't want to do this contracting anymore because I've already won. So just expanding myself, you know, and oh, by the way, I do other things outside of being a business owner, you know? So it it was definitely um, an eye opener and it forced me, you know, to be a better business owner, to be innovative, to be agile, but boy, was it painful. (laughs) Growth sometimes does come at an expense, right? When you rapidly expand like that, yeah, you've got to figure things out, right? So obviously you had to get systems and people in place real quickly. How did you do that? So, Thank goodness. You know, when one thing I noticed when I talked to new business owners, I'm acting like I'm one of those old business owners, but new business owners is like, I don't want to pay. I'm going to do everything myself. And I was that for a long time. So I did start to put together a team and I did start building my network. I built my network along the way, but really, really honing in on that because I knew I wanted to grow at some point. So I really started building systems, even with just the two people that I had on staff. Mm-hmm. And that was a mentor's advice. And I think even some books that I read, I'm a reader. So yeah. act as if you have a whole fleet of employees, put those systems in place before anyone comes. And so I started practicing that and learning how to use a lot of these systems and, and how to hire. I mean, oh my God, no one talked about hiring is the worst thing ever on earth. It needs to be a whole entire separate part of entrepreneurship training, like Absolutely. all day. Yep. So <laughs> if it's not somewhere, if it is somewhere, let me know. But I really wanted to make sure that I did that because I know I wanted to grow. Did that answer? The, I'm sorry. No, absolutely. No, that's okay. perfect. You know, and you're right. Hiring is one of the hardest things, right? And figuring that out and building a system around just hiring itself is super, super hard. Now that brings us to our next question here, which is, What's your big, hairy, audacious goal, your BHAG, which is your five to 10 year moonshot? So forgive me because I've thought about this a lot in the last few weeks. It was a very tough couple of weeks. I thought about that and it has changed tremendously in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, ironically, I kind of settled on, if I can use an example, Berkshire Hathaway, where Warren Buffett bought a business Uh and the Owners of the business continue to work in it at their leisure until they just decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I am. Before it was like, I want this to be a legacy business. My kids are going to take it. I don't think my kids care. So, you know, they helped me in the business a little bit, but I don't think they really care. And I don't want to put it on them. And then I I'm, I leave this earth and they let it go. And all that I, my hopes and dreams that I, of course, I won't be here anymore. But, yeah. you know, you, you want to know that at least it's going to continue forward. And I don't know if they would at some point when their adults decide to take it over. But I want it. I want to build it to sell. Not sure what that looks like because it is a service business. And I know that's people can't. Know that, 
Yeah. But it's, it's not it's not unique. It's not unique. It's I'm scrubbing toilets and pressure washing and doing landscaping. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. I'm doing exceptionally well at it, luckily, but it's not unique. And so that's another thing that I've I've talked to people about, like what makes us different. And they're very simple things that make us different customer service. We do an amazing job. And that's something that a lot of agencies have said, that's what makes us different. Yeah. But, you know, what does that look like in 10 years? I honestly can't spe- specify at this time what that is because it's changing so much with each stressor that comes into this business or each good thing that comes into the business, you know? Yep. So basically you're saying that you're just really wanting to get it to where you can actually scale the company or something like that. Right. Yes, exactly right. I want to be able to get it to a point where I'm not the CEO Mm -hmm. and someone else is making most of the decisions and I can come in and as I please and, and get a percentage from what the company is earning. Actually, when I was at EBV, Miss, oh my gosh, I forgot her name. I just looked at her LinkedIn today. She's the chief operating officer of Neighborly. And I got a chance to speak with her when I was there. And after she was kind enough to take my call. And that's a very identical business structure to mine because mm-hmm. they have those separate services within Neighborly. And so I was actually thinking about that yesterday Maybe it might turn into something similar to that, but I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. But I want to be able to step down as CEO, be on the board of my own company, earn some money, sit on the beach, travel to Japan and not have to work, you know, as hard as I am. So that's that's pretty much kind of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> right. No, I totally get that. You know, I mean, that's the, every service business, you know, you, you always face issues on scalability because the the owner at the beginning is really a lot of the company. So, I mean, that's, that is, yeah, my, it, my it is friend what it told is. Me I'm indefensible and that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So this brings us to the lightning round, uh, um, which is basically we're going to rapid fire questions. Uh, you've got a couple of minutes to answer each question. But before we get started on that, we're going to pause here uh, just so that we can uh, hear from our sponsors, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. All right. We're back for the lightning round. So you ready for this? I think so. All right. So... Number one, what's your favorite hack? It can be personal. It can be business, whatever. Anything goes here. What is your one tiny thing that you do every single day that produces 80% of the results? Getting up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. I figured that you were going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. So what's one book, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever, that you get a lot of value out of besides growth hacks? Of course, growth hacks. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely growth hacks. Also, the company man on YouTube, one of my favorite business dissecting YouTube channels. And then the E-Myth Revisited changed my life uh, mm-hmm. along with The Secret. Secret. Love that one too. Awesome. So we all know how valuable that the Aggie Network is. Is there anyone in the Aggie Network that you'd like to say thank you to? Oh my God, you! definitely um that was one of the my my most favorite experiences ever being there being amongst my my peers and all the staff were uh, phenomenal and helpful and i just i love the whole experience so everyone gets a heart from me (laughs) 
So how can anyone that's listening to this in the Aggie Network or EBV, right, get in touch with you and support you moving forward? Okay. Well, Sheena Parker on LinkedIn. And also I have been able to interview some of the new EBV candidates coming in. That has been super fun. So Sheena Parker on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram, Sheenapreneur. That's S-H-E-E-N-A-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. And that's pretty much it. I don't do a lot of social media anymore, but those two places you can definitely find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your generosity on coming on Aggie Growth Hacks and giving us all of your knowledge bombs that you have, like getting up at 4 a.m. to get stuff mm. done. Woo, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and thank you so much to all the Aggie entrepreneurs that are listening to us around the world. Thank you. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that awesome or what? There were some valuable hacks that Sheena shared with us. Hey, Greg, what was your favorite? Chris, first off, I, I met Sheena when she was at EBV. And so I was just so impressed with her from, from day one, just, just her demeanor and her drive and how she really laid things out and says, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. And then she was absolutely tenacious in doing that. But when we kind of talked through or when you talked with her about the thing that I really struck home for me was when she talked about having the belief, the system, the process, ha- having all of that in, in acting like you had that all in place. And I'm not a big person of fake it till you make it. But what I took away from her was is that you need to you need to have a goal of where you want to go and make sure that you are always pushing your business to have the better system, to have a better process, to attract the right clients, and just have that mentality of always improving better. And, and that's that's what I took out of it. What about you? Absolutely. And and I agree with that. You know, constant improvement and having systems in place is, is super, super important. We've talked about that so many times over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, and really that kind of leads into the next one, right? For me, it was getting up at 4 a.m. Oh, hell no. No, that was my not do. <laughs> <laughs> same here, same here, right? Mine is, you know, a 5 a.m. kind of guy, you know, but 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. is kind of pushing it there. That's right. But what I took away from that was really having the time, and we've talked about this so many times over the past couple of years as well, that setting aside some time for yourself as an entrepreneur is so very important. And guess what? Setting up time for blocking and tackling, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) I know that that's my mantra. That's what I always constantly beat. But, you know, it's super important to do that before the storm of the day starts, right? Mm -hmm. Before the craziness and being pulled in a hundred different directions, which we all are as entrepreneurs, constantly pulled in so many different directions, whether that's from our customers or clients or employees or whoever else, you know, it Mm -hmm. just constantly happens. So, Finding that time to get up that early and take care of the most important things that she could possibly do Mm -hmm. for that day is super important. And that goes with the mantra of the military, as both you and I know as veterans, right? We get more done before 6 a.m. than most people do, Mm -hmm. right? And for me, that still holds true. So anyways, that's my biggest takeaway there. That's right. And I agree 100% with all that. 
just not the four o'clock wake up call. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, man. (laughs) No, thank you. But hey, if it it works for Sheena, it works for you. Rock on. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Aki Growth Hacks. Chris and I hope that you enjoyed us and that you'll like this video. You'll connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and that you'll connect with Sheena. I know that she's pretty active on LinkedIn as well. We hope that you also go to the Aggie Growth Hacks Facebook group and you can continue our conversations there. Both Chris and I would love to connect with you and share your story on a future episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Finally, be sure to check out aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can listen to previous episodes, download one of our monthly hack shops where we tackle some of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs face and then give practical tips on how to overcome them. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies Kyle Ackerman and Ben Wiggins with Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just search up the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there right now. On this special episode, we also want to thank Reynolds and Reynolds Corporation for sponsoring the Entrepreneurs Boot Camp for Veterans at Texas A&M. If you're a veteran entrepreneur and you're interested in attending another challenging boot camp that will lead to a stronger business, be sure to search up the Entrepreneurs Boot Camp for Veterans at Texas A&M. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hacked their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop!